Experience the magic of the holidays at the Bull Run Festival of Lights, Northern Virginia's largest drive-thru light show. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow. Ooh and ah through the winter wonderland where it's always snowing and see the tallest light display yet. Purchase tickets today at BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. That's BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. Northern Virginia's largest drive-thru light show. Be delighted this holiday season at Ice and Lights, the winter village at Cameron Run. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Stroll through the park and enjoy winter photo ops, light displays, hot chocolate, and a warm treat. The winter village offers playtime for the entire family. Extend the magic of the holidays by visiting early, starting November 17th. Get your tickets now at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. We're taking over. It is time for the word. Lift your Bibles out. Let's make our confession of faith. Say, Lord, I'm ready to receive. Uh-huh. Say, Lord, I am ready to receive. Say it again. Say, Lord, I am ready to receive. Let's make that confession of faith that's right there on the screen. I'm ready to hear, then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, speak to us now with clarity. Speak to us with strength. Speak to us with power. Do what only you can do tonight. I take authority over this atmosphere, and I pray, God, that anything that would try to hinder, we shut it down right now. Anything that would be a distraction, anything that would try to get in the way of us receiving tonight, we shut that down. And we have expectation that, Father, people are going to come to you tonight in great number. We have expectation that people are going to rededicate themselves to you tonight in this building and online in great number. I rebuke the enemy that's been lying to individuals that are even in this building tonight that are even watching online. I rebuke every lie. I rebuke every witch, every warlock, every demonic spirit, demonic force, generational curse. We take authority over this atmosphere. We take authority over this experience in this building and online. If I had some prayer warriors, can y'all just go in for about 10 seconds and take authority over this atmosphere? Take authority over this. Listen, who are the prayer warriors? You won. You won. There's no special team. Anybody that can open your mouth and pray. I need you to war for me for just about 10 seconds. Come on. Come on, let's war for this experience for just about 10 seconds. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 Now, just the voices. Everybody put a praise in the atmosphere right here. In this building and online. Come on, release a praise. What are we doing? We're getting the atmosphere ready. What are you doing? You're getting your spirit ready to receive. Come on. Somebody say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Say, I'm ready to receive. You can be seated. Listen, we got to get authority over the atmosphere. You never let an atmosphere punk you. You handle it. Y'all ain't going to say that to me. 
Our series is She's a Bad Mama Jama. We've been taking lessons from some ladies of the Bible, just like I did earlier in the year with Bad Boys, where we took some lessons from the men of the Bible. So, fellas, hear me. These principles transcend just women. These principles apply to everybody. On Sunday, I introduced you to two Bad Mama Jamas. The first one was Deborah, and the second was J.L. Uh, now, Little Debbie or Big Deborah, depending on where you're from. And JL. Now we learned that Deborah was a judge. What's a judge? In scripture, it was not one that you think of as a judge sitting behind a bench with a black robe on uh, uh, hitting their gavel. No. A judge in scripture was one that was appointed by God to do the divine. Listen to me. You and I really sit in the seat of a judge. What does that mean? God has called us as natural people to do supernatural things. This is why everything you've ever faced was bigger than you. Why? Because God says you're going to have to pull on the supernatural in order to conquer what you see in the natural. This is why for many of you, if you look back over certain periods of your life, the only explanation you have is God did that. We're the real folk out. You, you can't even say, well, I did this, I did this, I did this. The only explanation is, baby, it had to be God. The only way I got through that breakup was God. The only way I got through that financial mess was God. The only way I got through that valley was God. There is no explanation except the divine got me out of my drought. And I just wonder if there's anybody in here and anybody online on this Wednesday that can say, baby, I have seen over my life that it was nobody but the only reason you're still standing is God the only reason you didn't lose your mind was God the only reason that you ain't on episode of uh, snap is because of God the only reason you didn't take that pistol and go y'all ain't gonna talk to me is because of God I wish you wouldn't sit up in here looking all bougie at me like you didn't know you didn't have some days you wanted to snap crackle and pop but God You're like Deborah. You've been appointed by God to do the divine. That's why the deck has always been stacked against you since you came out of your mama's womb because there's been something special about you since you got here. You didn't fit in with your family since you got here. You didn't fit in with the crowd since you got here because God says there's something divine I'm about to do through you. And I wish you'd lay your hands on yourself and say there's something divine on the inside of me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And you know what's about to happen? You're about to finally figure out who you are. And when you finally figure out who you are, it's about to change what you do. Say, there's something divine in me. You ain't saying it with some authority. Say, there's something divine in me. Now, now God used people like Deborah, people like Samson, people like uh, JL, people like uh, uh, Samuel, he used these judges, JL wasn't a judge, but he used these judges because there's a cycle and there's a circle that we see. The book of Judges shows cycles and circles. Here's a cycle, you've been there before. Here's a circle, you've been there before. Here's a cycle, you thought you overcame that. Here's a cycle, to only discover that it was deeper than you first thought. The danger of cycles and circles is they can become so normal that when you ever attempt to break them, you'll think something's wrong. Can I help you? New isn't negative. Mm. When you're used to cycles and circles, some of y'all, you already know what to expect at Thanksgiving time because you're used to the cycles and circles of your bloodline. 
You already know what to expect during the holidays because you're used to the cycles and circles of depression. You're used to sitting up on social media looking at other people's lives and saying, ooh, they must have it good, not realizing they had to pose in order to post, which means what they showed you is something that they wanted to show you, not reality. What does that mean? You sit here thinking something is wrong with your life, not realizing that maybe everything is exactly the way that it's supposed to be, so judges, so cycles. And it shows circles. And here's what the cycles and the circles were. I showed you these on Sunday. Number one, they'd have prosperity. They would be shalom. Nothing would be missing. They would have it good. They'd have it made in the shade. You understand what I'm saying? It was amazing. They were prosperous. Nothing was missing. Nothing was broken. Nothing was lacking. And all was well. That's what the word prosperity means. Prosperity is bigger than cash, cars, and clothes. Because you can have cash, cars, and clothes and be another seat crazy. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I met a lot of people with a lot of money that's got a lot of bolts that haven't been tied all the way down. <laughs> money does not fix crazy. It only makes you more desperate when you get. Mm, let me leave that alone. All right. So next, here's what would happen. Then they would worship what he gave them. Here's the real reason some people never experience abundance. It's because God knows you don't have the capacity to break past the first two parts of the cycle. Because anytime he gives you anything, you worship it. Let him give you a relationship. We don't see you at church no more. You ain't going to send to me? Let, let him give you a raise on your job. Now all of a sudden, the God that gave you the job, now you, you, you don't have no more. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me, and your silence is going to make me preach hard. You should have said amen. They worshiped what he gave them. Every time he gave them something, instead of saying, God, thank you, they kneeled to it. Instead of kneeling to the God that gave it to them and honoring the God that gave it to them, they kneeled to it. So question, can you even be trusted to get past the first two parts of the cycle? Every washing machine, every washing machine, it's got the little cycles. It's got the little dial. Now, I know they got the new ones where you type stuff in and all of that. But some of y'all, the old school ones where you have to, you have to crank it. And then don't go too far. Then you're going to have to push it back in and crank it some more. Check this out. The, the, the washing machine goes through cycles. And the first part of the cycle, if I listen, is called the agitation phase where the agitator shakes the clothes along with the soap because that's when the dirt is being worked up out of the clothing. Somebody's going to get it. So sometimes God has to let you not have something to see if that agitation is going to get rid of the... Ain't nobody going to say nothing to me. Get rid of some of the dirt that's on the inside of you. Watch me. I know you're grateful for what God has given you, but here's how you know you really love him, when you can thank him for what he did not give you. I'm going to give you five seconds to praise him for what he said no to, for what he didn't give you, for what he blocked, for, for what he stopped, for what he shut down, for what he said no to. I know you're grateful for the spin cycle, but I'm grateful for the agitation. I'm grateful for the betrayal. I'm grateful for who walked out. I'm grateful for my Judas. I'm Prosperity. Then they'd worship what he gave them. Then, here's what happened. When you begin to worship what he gives you, you begin to feel justified in rebellion and disobedience. 
Because I'm, watch me, you're not even convicted when you're wrong anymore. Because he's no longer on the throne of your life. You're not even convicted when you're dishonorable and disrespectful and sloppy and nasty and have a nasty. You're not even convicted anymore because he's not on the throne. You put your little stinking checking account on the throne. You put your wife on the throne. Uh oh, you ready? You put your kids on the throne. Uh oh, uh oh, you ready? You sat on the throne. It's my truth. This is what I'm going through. This, if anybody during this season of pandemic, if they act crazy with you, let me tell you what you do. You cancel them quickly. How you gonna act like that in the middle of the whole world going through hell and you gonna come bring some extra hell into my world? The hell with that! You act crazy with me now, I got a cancellation for you faster than a Netflix subscription. On period, Bishop. Rebellion and disobedience. See, if he's not on the throne, y'all, we're not trying to please him. We're trying to please who's right there. So how do I know what you worship? Based on what you adjust to. That's how I know what you worship. Because see, worship requires me to adjust. Uh, adjust. Mm, adjust. Mm, adjust. So, so who's right here? Who's right there? Because they put what he gave them right there. You ready? So then they'd have rebellion and disobedience. Because they weren't trying to please him because he wasn't on the throne. What they were trying to do was please what was on the throne, which was their stuff. Which, watch me. Which was their progress. We're going to look at it in a minute. So then what would God do? God would custom tailor an enemy just for them. Which is why there are certain things you've not been able to, watch me, to fast away, rebuke away, pray away, worship away, give away, because you can't rebuke God. What if the enemy that's in your life is an enemy that God, okay, I used to like Power Rangers. I still do, truth be told. Don't tell nobody. Tyrannosaurus, listen, I still, don't judge me, don't judge me if you want to, say something if you want to, say something if you want to, that ain't no joke, that's for real. <laughs> Look, so I used to like Power Rangers, I still do, while y'all Netflix and all these new shows, I be looking at old shows. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I remember when Rita got married to Lord Zed, and Lord Zed had that chrome on. I said, I like a good chrome. Then he had that chrome Z. I was like, oh, my God. That's why we got that V in our logo. I'm going to get me a thing with it on the top. Okay. All right, listen, come here, come here, come here, come here. So in the Power Rangers, what would happen is one of the enemies, Rita Repulsa, um, she had this guy. I think his name was Finstorm. Something like that. That's what we're going to call him. His job was to make the monsters. To make the monster based on what Rita observed the Power Rangers were doing. 
So when she would look through her viewing glass and look down to the earth to see what they were doing, she'd come up with an idea and say, let me form the perfect enemy based on what it is that they're doing. Shut up. That means for some of you, some of what you've been facing, you're like, this thing is really working my last nerve. God made it. This thing is really working me. God made it. This thing is really pushing my buttons. God knew the buttons to push. He's the one that made it. And I need you to stop rebuking it and instead say, God, what do I need to learn from it? Because this enemy will not leave my life until I've learned my lessons and I need somebody to lay your hands on yourself say I'm learning God I'm so God would form a custom enemy he'd form a custom enemy just for them then they'd repent all of a sudden now they took the stuff off the throne that they knew shouldn't have been there and they put him back on it and said father forgive us we can't say we knew not what we were doing because we keep doing it. So the truth of my repentance is this. You ready? For some of you, you keep, can we just be honest? It's Wednesday night, so I need to teach, I need to teach you. For many of us, you keep acting like you don't know what you were doing. Y'all are going to play with me? You keep acting like you knew that when you called them, you didn't know where it was going to go. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You keep acting like you didn't know what you were doing. And God says, that's why I keep sending you through the cycle and sending you through the circle. Because evidently, them clothes didn't get clean the first time. So we're about to start over. But I prophesied to somebody tonight, your cycles and your circles have come to their end. They'd repent. So God would appoint a judge. He'd appoint somebody natural to do something divine. Then he, they would liberate them. Then the cycle would start over. So here's the question, why? Here it is. Why did this happen? Judges 3 and 1. Now these are the nations. You ready for this? this is gonna, I don't know how far I'll be able to even get to this message. These are the nations that the Lord left to test Israel by them. Let's go back to our washing machine. God's like, I left some stuff in there. That when you were trying to put the clothes in the dryer, you observed that the clothing was still stained. Let me see. God says, I've left some battles in your life to test you. In other words, God says... I never gave you 100% victory because I needed to make sure I could test all of you. So I left some stuff in your life to see what you were going to do. It's right here in the text, verse 4. They were the testing of Israel to know whether Israel would obey the commandments of the Lord, which he commanded their fathers by the hand of Moses. So the question becomes, will they do what they're taught? Will you do what you're taught? Because celebrating the teaching is great, but doing it is another thing. Saying, ooh, that's good is good, but doing it is better. Mm. And I need you to just make this declaration. Say, I'm not just a hearer, I'm a doer. So look at Judges 3 and 7. Let's walk this out. You ready? Let's go to work. Judges 3 and 7. And the people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. In the book of Judges, this is the first time it's mentioned. It says they did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. Look right here. They forgot the, the Lord their God. Question, how do you forget God? You ready? Your daily patterns. You used to make sure you commanded your day. Now, 
Father, just thank you for this day. But you just spent two hours on TikTok. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Our daily patterns is how we forget the Lord. And here's what happens. Because if there's no warfare, sometimes our worship can slack. So they were doing good. And, and they forgot about him. And look at what they did. Look what the Bible says. And they served the Baals. The Baals mean their own lords. Lord means ruler. So they, listen to this, God gave them something and they made what he gave them their ruler. So now you are ruled by money. Because if it don't have a check, you don't want to do it. You are ruled by people clapping for you. And if they don't clap, I'm feeling some type of way. Grow up. I rebuke the spirit of being a sorry, sore loser that's in this nation. I rebuke the spirit of you thinking that somebody owe you something. Clap for yourself. Ain't no baby. They serve the bales. Let me smooth. And the Asheroth. Now check this out. The Asheroth. Look at what Asheroth means. Uh, Asheroth. Let me uh, let me have that mic stand here. And Asheroth literally means. You ready? It means a pillar. It means a pillar. To celebrate your progress. So here's what they did. Oh, look at what I just did. <laughs> look at my progress. Look at what I've achieved. Gains. Look at what I have done. Isn't it amazing? Nobody's ever seen anything like it. It really is amazing. Everyone's saying it's amazing. They worshiped, they worshiped their own progress. So everywhere they go, they want to let everybody know that they did more than their bloodline. Because they worship an Asheroth. They worship a pillar that celebrates their progress. Look at me. Look at what I'm doing. I was prom king of King High School 1989. <laughs> Sir, I'm going to need you to get some new victories. <laughs> Lay your hands on yourself say some new victories are coming my way. Oh, come on, prophesy to yourself. Say some new victories are coming my way. You ain't going to be talking about what God did in 19. You're going to be able to say, look at what he did yesterday and five minutes ago. And Matter of fact, every time I turn around, there he goes blessing me. Just for those of you that want to make it a prophetic gesture, hop up and spin around one time and say, every time I turn. What are you doing? Blessing, 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 blessing. Bless it, bless it. Every time I turn around, every time I open my email, every time I check my social media, every time I check my bank account, every time I check the mail, he keeps on. So look, so look at verse 8. Therefore, the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel. Huh. And he what? Sold them. 
Here it is again, because we looked at that on Sunday. God was like, oh, you think you run something. Every now and then, when you forget your rank, you have to be reminded of your place. And there's some people you need to check right after church. Let me put you back in your place because apparently you didn't lost your natural mind. So let me help you because you need some help. Take a list. I got some meetings after church. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. If I listen, now listen. The Lord was like, let me remind you whose you are. Because you seem to think you died for yourself. You seem to think you bled for you. You seem to think, oh, you think God owe you something. (laughs) So let me just put you up on the market and put you out there on the block and show you who's king. I'm going to sell you to somebody that ain't even paying. Therefore, the anger of the Lord was kindled against them. And he did what? Sold them into the hand of what? Kushan Rishthan. And they're like, Craig and Day Day. Everybody listen. Listen listen what this king's name means. You get wronged twice by the same enemy. God said, I'm going to show you who's king. I'm going to let the same person do you wrong twice. Y'all ain't going to talk to me in here. I'm going to let the same situation do you wrong twice. More specifically, the term means to to have criminal activity perpetrated against you by the same person twice. You want me to say it again? Let me back that thing. It literally means criminal activity perpetrated against you twice. God says, oh, y'all need a reminder. So for as smart as you are, as intelligent as you are, as erudite as you are, as loquacious as you are, as well-versed and cultured as you are, as sophisticated and intellectual as you are, your prowess exceeds that of your contemporaries. You're going to get done wrong by the same person twice. Question. How many of us can testify that the Lord sold us in that cell at some point in our last 12 months? Yeah, he did. And if you ain't been sold, keep living. What does it mean to sell? Literally, we're his property. Say, I'm God's property. So literally what God does is God says, I'm going to give you over to someone that's going to do you wrong twice. And then look, look at this. Look at, look at the next part. Um, um, he's the king of Mesopotamia. The scripture goes on, I took it out on purpose for the sake of time, that for eight years they kept getting wronged by the same situation. God says, I need to do a new beginning in you. Eight is the number of a new beginning. So look, let's, let's look further though. Look at verse 11. Look at the cycle, look at the circle. So the land had rest for how long? 40 years. Let me teach you the principle. Mismanaged rest amplifies resistance. When you don't have warfare, what you do with that time determines what your next war is going to look like. 
I need you to stop being afraid of fighting and stop being afraid of war and stop being afraid of going through things. That's the natural process of life. Anything worth having is worth going to war for. I need you not to be afraid of the fight. Matter of fact, I need you to be like David. When you see the fight, you run to it, not from it. But check this out. Check this out. They mismanaged their 40 years of rest. So rather than saying, "Uh uh-uh, we're going to be faithful, we're doing great right now, our money's good, our family's good, everything's good, we're going to be faithful. You know what they did? We good. So what happens? Same cycle. What he gave them, they put right back on them. You know what some of you put right there? Your generational curses. Because you acting just like who you said you don't want to be in your bloodline. But tonight, I need you to lay your hands on yourself say, but I choose to be a curse breaker. So, and look, look at verse 12. And the people of Israel, what does that next word say? Again. Here we go. Did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord strengthened Eglon. You want to know what Eglon name means? Heifer. That's what it means. If you've ever had to call somebody that. You know where it comes from in the Bible. Listen. And the Lord strengthened that heifer. This one, some of you are like, God, why don't you do something about her? God is like, because she's the only thing making you pray. She's the only thing that's making you worship. She's the only, you going and dealing with that is the only thing that keeps you spiritual. And if you decide to break the cycles and the circles, I'd stop strengthening that heifer. If you're ever trying to low-key be, be petty with somebody, just say, what's up, Eglon? No, I'm just joking. Do not do that. Don't do that. Don't do it. Stop. Don't do that. Love God. Love people. Love life. Some of y'all right now, I can see you texting tonight. And they're going to be like, who's Eglon? Oops. Don't do it. <laughs> look, look, look. He's a heifer. That's the king of Moab. Moab means from the father. Generational curses. Check this out. So here's what the Lord did. When they did this cycle again, the curses that they said they wanted to break, God strengthened the people around them that represented them. You ever looked around at the people around you and been like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) Helpful. He strengthens the people that represent the curses you're trying to break. So they call you. When they call you this time, they got a whole lot to say. And normally it doesn't affect you, but if you're in this cycle, all of a sudden you're off the phone with them and what they left on in your ear is now in your spirit. Who am I talking to tonight? 
And I need you to make this declaration. Say, Father, I break the power of Eglon. Come on. Look, look, look. Then the people of Israel, look at verse 15 here. It just keeps on happening. Then the people of Israel cried out to the Lord, and the Lord raised up for them a deliverer named Ehud. 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 Now, now check this out, church. You see the cycle? So then we get to where we were on Sunday, Judges chapter 4. And in Judges chapter 4, verse number 1, here it is. And the people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. Now, listen to me. Moments misrepresent, patterns don't. All right, when you're dealing with people, let me teach you a principle. When you're dealing with people, everybody has bad moments. And if you snapshot that moment and judge the whole person, you're going to miss the greatness that's there. Everybody has good moments. If you snapshot that person, y'all remember the uh, Polaroid picture? If you snapshot and have you a Polaroid and say, this is who they are because they had a great moment, you'll, you'll misrepresent who they really are. Here's how you figure out what a person is. What's their pattern? Because your pattern don't lie. I wish I had somebody in here. I need you to stop taking snapshots, and baby, I need you to look at the whole photo album. Y'all ain't gonna talk. I need you to stop taking snapshots. Everybody's gonna have a moment. Everybody's gonna have a bad day. Everybody's gonna have a moment where they acting crazy and I need you not to throw people away just because they had a bad moment. But at the same time, I need for you not to keep people around when their pattern suggests that they ain't gonna get better. So what do we have now? A pattern. Patterns don't lie. I'm saying it like that on purpose. Not pattern. Pattern. I'm adding syllables, I know. That way you remember when you leave church. Because you're going to be asking, now why did Bishop say pattern? You remember it. Patterns don't lie. They, they don't lie. So what's their pattern? Their pattern is they really don't actually, you ready for this? It's deep. And it's, it's, like a, it's like a Buster Douglas punch like this. You ready? Here it is. They really don't love him. the pattern. The pattern is, is they love what he does for them. And I need for everybody in this building and everybody online where you want the Lord to know that you love him. I need you to just take 10 seconds and worship and let the Lord know that you love him. Everybody in this building and online. God, I don't love what you just do for me. I don't just love that you bless me. I love you. I love you. I'm not faithful. I'm not, excuse me. I'm not perfect, but I am faithful. I, Father, I may not be where I want to be, but I can thank God I'm not where I used to be. Come on, Wednesday. I need to hear you. Let him know that you love him. Let him know that your pattern doesn't suggest you're using him and trying to just get something from him. God, we love you. God, we love you. God, we love you. For you, we live. And for you, we die. For you, we exist. In you, we live, we move, and we have our being. Everybody shout, God, I love you. So we're trying to figure out with some of the people in your life why it keeps going through the same pattern. The pattern is the answer. Verse 2, and the Lord sold them. Here it is again. We looked at this on Sunday. To whose hand? Jabin. He sold them into the hand of Jabin. Say Jabin. Jabin. Come on, y'all said for some authority. Say Jabin. Jabin. Jabin's name in Hebrew 
uh, it means wisdom and discernment. So um, we learn this, that he's the king of Canaan, which means the promised land. And he reigned in Hazor, which means gathering. So what did we learn? That God intended for them to gather wisdom and discernment about their promise. Listen, God is so powerful that even when he's disciplining you, he's still blessing you. Because he sells them into the hand of Jabin. Ain't nobody going to say nothing. Our God is such a good father that even when he got to tap that tail, y'all ain't going to say nothing. He's still making you triumphant. Even when he's got to discipline you, he's still making you an overcomer. Because he said, I'm going to sell you into the hand of a man that's about to teach you where you headed. I'm going to sell you into the hands of a man that's about to give you some wisdom and about to give you some discernment. If I look at me, what you've been through, even if you caused it, God's still going to use it. Nothing will be wasted. And for those of you who have ever felt like you've wasted moments in your life, I need you please to make that declaration. Y'all type it on the screen online. Say nothing will be wasted. Your 20s are not going to be wasted. Your 30s are not going to be wasted. Your 40s are not going to be wasted. Those relationships where you look back and say, I gave him my best days. Shut your mouth. You have not given anybody your best days because you ain't had them yet. I need you to prophesy to your future. Say, my next looks better than my now. Say it again. Say, my next looks way better than my now. You ain't gave nobody your best. You ain't had it yet. Stop talking about I gave that company the best years of my life. You ain't had your best days yet, baby, but you're about to walk into them because ooh, your next 12 are going to be your best 12. Ooh. That's good to me. That's good to me. You didn't waste it. You sold it. All right. The commander of Jabin's army, his name is Sisera. Sisera. All right? Say Sisera. Now, now check this out. They did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And, and when did they do this? Let's, let's look at, at verse, uh, go back to Judges 4 and 1. Um, they did evil what was in the sight of the Lord. Say his sight. They didn't see right, so things went wrong. Don't ever confuse heaven's hesitation to correct as you being right when you know you're wrong. I'm about to tell you. Don't ever take heaven's hesitation to correct as you being right when you know you're wrong. Because what ends up happening? They don't see it right. So what happens? Ehud dies. So they start doing their own thing. Why? Because they don't have accountability. They have nobody with whom they have to report to, nobody with whom they have to see, nobody with whom they have to give an account for, which is why accountability is so important in life. Accountability is so important in leadership. If you, I don't care what you're over. I want to know what you're under. Because you can be over a whole lot and not be under anything, which means you're about to destroy some stuff. I, listen, single ladies, I wouldn't trust a man that won't follow a man of God. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You a fool. You a fool. You a fool. And they're about to make you lose your job. This is too hard for a Wednesday, huh? 
I'm prepping for ladies night because y'all know I have no filter ladies night. Let me pull back. So listen, church. Jesus in your heart, bro. All right, look. Look. Um, Ehud died. Say Ehud died. Let me show you something about what Ehud's name means. Ehud's name, uh, his name means three specific things. And when he died, they did evil. And I want you to see what happens because this is what gets us off track in the cycles and circles. The first meaning of his name is praise. <laughs> they became entitled and ungrateful. So when it was time to give God praise, they thought, It was time to give God worship. They were like, and God is like, oh, that's all you think I'm worth? But you was going crazy about your business. But that's all you think I'm worth? Here's the second thing Ehud's name means. Union. What does it mean? They neglected prayer and worship. Prayer wasn't a priority for them anymore. I can tell, I can listen to people that know, I can li- as a pastor, hear my heart as your shepherd. I can listen to people and know who's not on prayer. Your weakness reveals it. Your confusion reveals it. Your lack of passion reveals it. Your lack of focus reveals it. Because Ehud died. So now prayer and worship are like, Father, just bless me. And he's like, that's all you want me for? Like, t- can, can we just for a moment, can we just make this like a, like a relational example for a moment? Just, just, just Let's move the Bible out the way for just a second. Let's just go here for just a second. We'll come back. But just like, if you were with somebody that the only thing they wanted from you was to lay down. Come on. Let me stop right there. Some are like, do what, Bishop? Lay down and cuddle? Do what? Come on now. Don't, don't make me have to Push it further. Push it real good. Listen, let me stop right there. Stop right there. Stop right there. At a certain point, you're going to resent the fact that the only thing you call me for, that the only reason you showed up on Sunday or Wednesday is because you want something from me. The only And I just need to know if there's somebody in this building and somebody online that can let the Lord know, I'm not using you, God. I love you. Because you wouldn't want somebody in your life that it... W-Y-D. It's 11-15. What what, would you think? If y'all don't say amen, I'm going to get, I'm going to, all right, I'll move. I'll say that one for ladies' night. Watch me. Then here, watch me. Then his name means unity. You ready for this? They disconnected from the voice of their leader. Scripture says, how can they hear without a preacher? How can they preach unless they be sent? How can you even hear unless it's presented to you? So what ended up happening? They disconnected from who God assigned them to. They're disconnecting from prayer and worship. And they feel entitled and ungrateful. So when you combine those things, what happens? You do evil. You do evil. So look, Judges 4 and 2. And the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, who reigned in Hazor, 
and the commander of his army was Sisera. Let's skip down to verse 6. Deborah, here it is, I'm almost done. Everybody say Deborah. Deborah, which we learned on Sunday, her name means B, B-E-E, mind B, busy B, which for all my Atlanta family, that's a soul food restaurant in Atlanta. I didn't want to explain my preference of restaurants just yet. Let me get there first. All right. Bees sting whenever, if I listen, bees sting when they feel like you're about to threaten the hive. So you thought they stung you because you had on a good cologne. It stung you because, watch me, you may not have seen their hive, but they sensed you were too close to what they built. You'll catch it in a minute. So in other words, when you get too close to something that's valuable to the bee, the bee begins to sting. What's the principle? That God used Deborah to sting uh, Barak in order to summon Barak. You'll get it in a minute. What stung him summoned him. You'll get it in a minute. What hurt him helped him. You'll get it in a minute. The thing that was meant for evil, God actually intended for good in the first place. You'll get it in a minute. You needed that to happen so you'd pay attention to this. You'll catch it in a minute. In other words, you were close to something you couldn't see and the bee is your indication that you are closer to that thing than you know. The bee stinging you is an indication that you are close to something that you can't see, but the bee knows you're getting next to. So what does she do? The bee summoned him. Hmm? Look, and I said this to you on Sunday. If you're called up, I said get up, but but I'm going to change it for tonight's message. If you're called up, get on up. I need you to think about what has happened in this man named Barak's life this whole time. I'm almost done. For Barak, all he has seen is his people in cycles and circles. Read the verse for me. All he has seen is his people in cycles and circles. All he has seen in his people is the same old same, just a different day. So when Deborah summons him and says, has not the Lord called you? Just imagine what he's really thinking. To do what? You ready for this? This is all we know. I've never lived outside of the city. And what does she do? She sends him to another city to go get his army. You'll catch it in a minute. You'll catch it in a minute. Check this out. Imagine the psychological impact of this moment. He gets stung. And the sting summons him. And she says, listen, I need you to go gather your men at Mount Tabor. Take 10,000 people of Naphtali Naphtali and the people of Zebulun. Everybody look at me. He goes from zero to 10,000. Because resources respond to action, not talk. (laughs) What you need hasn't shown up because you ain't serious yet. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. What you need hasn't shown up because you ain't for real yet. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. What you need has not responded because you have talked about it, but you've not done it. But I just wonder if there's a few of us in this building and online that are making a decision. You can call me Nike, baby, because I'm about to do it. 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 Somebody say, I'm taking action. Look, 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 look. 
Barak's name means lightning blessing. This means it's going to happen quick, fast, and hurry. He was called because he would do it fast. Some of you, your name's not lightning. Your name is snow because <laughs> you're slow. You take forever to do everything. We'll catch it in a minute. Uh-uh, this is Wednesday. I just got to push you out. How many of us can be honest that, you, that there's stuff you know you've moved slow in that you need to move faster in? Come on, let's be honest. My hand's up. My hand is up. So rather than being like lightning, psh, y'all remember Flash? Like lightning. Come on, be Flash. Run. Raise your hand. <laughs> <laughs> this is Flash after 30. Listen. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just messing. Thank you. Thank you, Flash. You can go take a rest. <laughs> That's Flash the next generation, listen. <laughs> I love you, love you. All right. <laughs> okay, all right, okay, let's be spiritual, come on. <laughs> everybody, everybody snap your fingers. All right, do one more time. I see some, I hear some snaps after the initial snap. Some of y'all doing like the kids. I need you to do it because I need you to catch the principle. Snap your fingers. That's how quick you have to obey. Here's what some people do. Let me say, here's what you used to do when it comes to obeying God's word. You hear the word, and instead of snap like Barack, lightning, here's what you do. Let me pray about that. How you going to pray about a directive? You don't pray about something the word says to do. I don't have to pray about giving. I don't pray about forgiving. I don't pray about serving. I don't pray about doing right. I don't, I don't pray about what it, I don't pray about that. So because you don't do this and you do this. If I listen, heaven's waiting to hear that. Here's what it hears. Nothing. Because you were talking, but God said, I needed you to do it. You were talking about how you were about to go back to school. Why haven't you put the application in? Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You were talking about how you were going to do it. But you never did it. Because you prayed. And prayer is good. You need to pray. But when it comes to what he says in his word, I don't pray about it. It's offensive to ask someone twice what was clear the first time. Everybody stand over here. Stand over here. When I pointed to there and said stand, and then you repeated back to me what I said, it was clear you heard me. Why did you ask it a second time? Because your fear made you doubt what you heard. God, I want to preach hard now. I need you to say my resources are about to respond to my action and not to my talk. Yeah, I just need you to shake yourself loose, baby, because you're about to take some actions. Your resources are about to respond to your actions. 10,000 men showed up for Barack. Why? Because he took action. Say, make me a person of action. Say, make me a person of action. All right, watch. Let me finish. Let me finish. Get a seat. Let me finish. Let me finish. Verse 7. And I will draw out Sisera. God draws out their enemies so they can see them clearly. 
And for many of you, the last several weeks, several months, God has drawn some things that were behind the curtain, and he's put them in front of your face. He literally said, uh-uh, you ain't ignoring this again. I'm going to give you nothing but time to sit at home and give you time. Because you are not taking this same stuff into 2021. You are not taking this same stuff until your next 12. Because for your next 12 to be your best 12, you got to get rid of the worst that was in your last 12. Whoop! For your next 12 to be your best 12, you got to get rid of the worst that was your last 12. Almost had it. I almost had the bars in there. But listen, I need you to see clearly who your enemies are. And I don't need you to engage them. I just need you to know who they are. I need you to stop giving people a piece of your mind. You're going to have no pieces left. This ain't Thanksgiving. Everybody don't get a piece of the pie. I'm going to draw out the general of Jabin's army, and he's going to meet you at the river Kishon. What does Kishon mean in Hebrew? Slaughter. In other words, you're about to slaughter this enemy. How long has this enemy been messing with them? 20 years. Everybody listen to me. Say, it was time already. Set y'all up for Friday. Say, it was time already. God said, it's going to take y'all 20 years to get out of Jabin what you need. He's going to give you wisdom and discernment about your promise. And when I'm done with it, you're out of it. Let this be a word for somebody tonight. There are certain cycles and circles in your life that God says, listen, I don't care if you're done with it. I'm done with it. Because you're not about to drag these kids through another year of that same cycle. Y'all ain't talking to me. You're not about to take your body through another year of that same stress. You're not about to take your mind through another year of the same stress. You're not about to take your finances through another year of the... Somebody say, it was time already. So look, he said, his chariots are going to come. His troops are going to come. I'm going to give them into your hand. So here's what the Lord said. I've prepared a table for you in the presence of your enemies. Which means whenever God, everybody listen. Let me have four of you from over here. Four, 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 four. Thank you. Can I get you all to just make a semicircle starting here and then a semicircle over? Whenever God gathers your enemies, bring me that table, please. God says, don't trip. Whenever you wake up and feel like you got more problems than day, you'll catch it in a minute. Don't trip. Don't trip. You'll get it in a minute. Uh-huh. 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 You can take this too. Here you go. Uh-oh. Come on, Flash. When he summons your enemies, Bible says he prepares a table for you in the presence of your enemies. But listen, which means heaven's not going to do anything until he has them all watching. That's why I need you to unblock them and let them watch. <laughs> and let them watch. And let them watch. Listen. Look, 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 look. He prepares the table in the presence of your enemies. He says, I'm going to draw out Sisera, and I'm going to bring them all there. Somebody say, the table is prepared. So, so what does this look like practically in your life? You have one problem, then another problem shows up, 
Then another problem shows. And by this moment, you mad. You hot as a firecracker. Because you're like, I thought this was supposed to be my best 12. And God like, it is. I need you to stop paying attention to them and look at the table. Shut your mouth. I need you to stop focusing on them and look at the table. Because if you'll pay attention to the table, I'm putting some valuable stuff on the table. I'm about to put a deal on the table. I'm about to put a contract on the table. I'm about to put a new house on the table. You're going to have one in Denver and Atlanta. On I'm putting it all on the table. Valuable stuff like iPhones, Apple cards, nice towels. <laughs> What's the towel for? You're going to need to be wiping. What are you wiping? Because what you're about to have, you're not going to have the stress of failure. You're going to have the stress of success. Y'all ain't saying that to me. Pick your struggle. But look, look what Scripture says. He says, I will draw them out. Say, say the Lord will draw them out. So when Deborah tells him this, look at verse 8. Barak said to her, look on the screen, if you will go with me, I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. In other words, he says, I'm not disconnecting from your voice, Deborah. He says, it's your voice that got me here. It's your voice that's going to get me through. Everybody listen, this pandemic, everybody listen to me, digital church, everybody listen to me in the building, don't you allow what you're facing to make you disconnect from your man of God and disconnect from your church. I need you to do whatever you got to do. If you ain't in the building, I need you to be online and I need you to be early. I need you to be five minutes. I need you to do it. Don't you disconnect. Bill Rock said, I'm not Deborah. If you don't come with me, I ain't going. Little Deborah, if you don't come, I ain't going. Big Deborah, if you don't come, I'm not. I will not disconnect from the voice of my leader. But listen to me. As a pastor, I've had to watch people go to battle after disconnecting from the voice that was giving them the battle plans. And then you lose. Like, God, what happened? God is like, you disconnected. Barack said, I ain't going unless you come. What does this look like practically? Everywhere I go, I got the word plan. If I'm jogging, I got a message plan. If I'm in another city, I got a message plan. If I'm in Canada, I'm not disconnected. If I'm in L.A., I'm not disconnected. In Chicago, I'm not disconnected. Phoenix, I'm not disconnected. Austin, I'm not disconnected. Dallas, I'm not disconnected. Atlanta, I'm not disconnected because I need to hear the voice of who God's assigned me to. Let me tell you why some of you feel so, so depleted. It's because you've disconnected from the voice. The scripture says, Je Jeremiah 3.15, the Lord gives you, or Jeremiah 3, rather, he gives you shepherds after his own heart that would feed you with knowledge and understanding. In other words, Barak said, if I disconnect from you now, Deborah, I have no clue what I'm about to do. She says, so I'm not going unless you come with me. Y'all still here? Look at verse 14. Look at verse 14. So now they've gone. Deborah went with him. He took the word with him. He took what he was taught with him. He took what he learned with him. But something happens. You were, you were flash, so you're going to be Barack. Come on, Barack. This is Barack. Oh, Baba. Listen. <laughs> Just joking. All right, look. Something happened, though. Because while God was gathering his enemies, Barack went to sleep. Not just naturally, but he's... 
Is that how you sleep? God, no. Lord, raise him up in Jesus' name. Lord. If I walked in and saw him like that, I'd call the ambulance. My God, I'd be administering first aid. Wake up! Get up! All right, look. Okay. All right, look. That's a deep sleep. Your soul is sleeping if you sleep like that. Your whole soul went to sleep if you sleep like that. I couldn't even imagine sleeping like that. It's just that your soul went to sleep. Just gone. That's how you're going to be sleeping on Sunday after church when you eat. Some of y'all are like, I already got my meal planned. Macaroni and cheese. I already got it planned, Bishop, and just plates full of bread. I'm just going to have bread. Wonder bread, wheat bread, raisin bread, cran raisin bread, egg McMuffin bread, 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 bread. Roadhouse bread, Papa Do's bread, Popeye's bread, even KFC bread. I put some butter on it, it'll be all right after a while. After a while. Look, if I look, look at verse 14. And Deborah said to Barak, now remember, the enemies are being gathered already. He's not paying attention to what's going on. So Deborah literally, here, you're going to be Deborah. Come here, Deborah. I need you to holler at him. Holler at him and say, get up! Get up! God, don't. That's really good. All right, come on here. Check this out. Get up. Listen, everybody listen. Look at what the word means on the screen. When she says get up, here's what she's saying. I need you to start setting up for your next. It means a point. I need you to start getting some people in the right places. I need you to get your CPA on the line. Why? Because you're about to make money like you ain't made it before. You ain't going to be able to use QuickBooks this time. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. I I need you to get you some attorneys. I need you to get you some, I need you to get you some people appointed around you for where you're headed. I need you. Look, look, look. So you got to start gradually getting up. Gradually. Now your soul would sleep, so I know it's going to take a minute. All right, look. It means put things where they belong. Like Barack, look. You've been used to the disorder. Listen. To the disorder of defeat. Success requires you to put things where they belong. Because you ain't going to have time to be searching for your social security card through 400 pieces of paper in your glove box. Why? Because when you go to get your passport, because as soon the travel ban lives, you... Some of you going to figure out why you couldn't settle down here. It's because you're about to be mobile, baby. You're about to be a little bit of every. Look, look, put things where they belong. Then here's the next thing. Lift up a shield. So for the sake of this, this is going to be your shield. In other words, I need you to get ready to take some hits. Because they've been standing here waiting the whole time. They been getting ready, have you? The devil been getting ready, have you? Generational curses been getting ready, have you? Your past has been getting ready, have you? What beat you last year has been gearing up to do it again this year. But you're going to walk out of 2020 saying, I beat that one? 
beat that one, got that one, got that one. I need you to get you a shield. Then here's the last two. Now I need you to persist, Barack. Get on up. This is what it means. Persist, Barack. Like, Barack, I need you to stop taking no as no. Your no just means not this way. There's another way to get it done. And if you won't help me get it done, I'll find another that'll help me get it done. But let me tell you what you ain't gonna do. You ain't gonna stop me from getting it done. I need y'all to act like that lady that told those people in, in viral videos, move your purse. I just need you to say, mm-mm. Say, I'm getting it done this year. Say, I got a few weeks left to get the things I need to get in order. In order. Say, I gotta get prepared. I'm ready to take some hits. That means I'm in the fight. And this is a fight I win. Look, then here's the last one, endure. Whoa. When she says up, this is what all of that word up means. So it wasn't just up like we think. She said, put things where they belong. Get you a shield, get ready to take some hits, right? I need you to point some things. I need you to get, get, get the right people around you. What if you, watch me, what would happen if you started appointing friends opposed to just being friendly to whomever and whoever shows up? What would happen if you sat down and interviewed people and said, now what are we gonna do to help each other? Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. I don't got time to just be sitting on the phone all night talking about what's on the news and all that. If we ain't helping each other go further, I need you to get to stepping. If it ain't no curve to kick you to, I'll build a curve and kick you to it. But how are we gonna help one another? How are we gonna build one another? Appoint you some friends. I appoint you to this seat of friendship. Because we add value. We don't just waste each other's time. What? Okay, that's too much. But this is the day that the Lord has given Sisera into your hand. Does not the Lord go before you? In other words, what was Deborah saying? The way up is out. Or excuse me, the way out is up. The way out is up. She's like, if you don't get your shield, when you see them, you're going to be scared. Shout, get on up. I need you to get your shield, appoint some things, set up, persist, endure. Because when you see them, you'll miss the table. Because the table is for you to sit at, not them. You ready for this? Which means I need you to be okay feeling lonely. It ain't forever. It's just for this season of warfare you in. It ain't forever. And here's the truth. You can have lots of people around you and still feel lonely. But I need you to be okay saying right now it's me and God. I need you to be okay saying right now, God, this thing is between you and I. And I'm okay okay taking myself to the show. I'm okay taking myself out to eat. I'm okay. I'm okay ordering my own DoorDash (laughs) or Uber Eats. (laughs) You ready? She says, she says, get up. Get on up. 
So Barak went down from Mount Tabor with 10,000 men following him. Can I just have, can I have you three? Can I have you three, you, you, and you? You and you and you. Here we go. You three. So here go Barak. Here go his enemies. Here go the table. Here go Barak. Here go his army. Here go his enemies. Here go the table. Y'all are turning into the 11:15 on Wednesdays. That's what you're finna be doing in your next 12. God's gonna make you look good when you win. I need you to get your best outfit because you're about to party, baby. Somebody say, my next 12 has victory. Say, my next 12 will be a celebration because every enemy will be defeated in Jesus' name. Release a praise right there, everybody. Here go Barack. Here go his army. Here go his enemies. Here go the table. The table. Somebody say, my table. My table. My table. Say, it's set. Prophesy, it's set. Prophesy, it's set. It's set. Prophesy, it's set. And it's big. And it's big. And it's big. Stop. Look, this is the crunk section here. This is. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Everybody look. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. When he got up and took action, his resources responded. Let me tell you what you've been doing. Everybody listen to me. Everybody listen to me. Some of y'all I can see behind your masks. And the Holy Ghost is telling me your facial expression is offensive. I got the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen. 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 Here's what you want. You want the resources, y'all three step forward, to show up. And then you'll act. Then you'll do it. Then you'll forgive. Then you'll serve. Then you'll give. Then, and God says, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, they're going to respond when they see somebody that can lead them. They're going to respond when they see somebody that knows what to do. Why would a million dollars show up and you don't know what to do with it? Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me, but I need you to lift up your hands and say, but I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. And I got an end, but I just need you to make this declaration and say, I'm ready. I'm ready. He's, ready. He's ready. Let's go. Release a praise right there Wednesday. Everybody.
I could keep preaching, but... Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. 
One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.